This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hey, Wild Souls, welcome to a brand new month, a brand new monthly medicine episode of the podcast. Um, I'm just so delighted to be back. Happy new moon in Leo. Happy Mercury Direct. (laughs) There's a lot to celebrate here today. Oh, man. I, you know, this is going to be such a rich, full, juicy episode. There is truly so much to unpack, look at, explore. And before we get into the meat of what this month is going to be, there are a few really lovely things to share regarding uh, the podcast and beyond that. The first is that today, August 1st, is the two-year anniversary of Tarot for the Wild Soul. This podcast officially started um, on August 1st, 2017. And it is pretty beautiful to have served you and walked with you and learned in front of you. often very imperfectly for the last two years. So if you've been there since the first episode or if you're newer, I just want to say I love you. Welcome and thank you for being here. Um, I'm also delighted to announce that we are officially back from break a month early. It just felt right. So we're going to be um, launching back into weekly programming. Um, the lineup for the podcast is new. I'm so excited for it. Um, the new lineup, um, which consists of monthly medicine, two mini-sodes that include um, Q&As that will, I think, really be, um, are really going to be chosen so that they're really universally and collectively helpful. At least I hope so. And there'll be a lesson a month that, um, because of this new format, I'm really only spotlighting one card as it relates to kind of the energetic flow of where we'll be in any given month. It frees me up to create more content for you so that you can go deeper on these cards. So there's going to be a lot more bonus learning, um, that you can engage with, with the podcast. And, uh, I've, I've changed the lineup a couple of times before, but this really feels like the lineup that it's really always wanted to be. So I'm really excited for that. Um, another two other really exciting things just very, very quickly, I guess three, um, a one is that I'm doing a new tarot challenge on Instagram. So if you'd like to join in on that, you can go to follow me on Instagram at wild soul healing, just join in. But even uh, more excitingly, I think, uh, this is my first ever email challenge that's going to accompany the tarot challenge and basically means that those of you who want to kind of go deeper with the prompts um, for the month, you can sign up to a special link on my newsletter, which you can find in the body of the show notes. And if you can't find it, you can email us at info at and the team will help you to get signed up for that. But um, that is going to include... Um, four potent emails to take you deeper into your practice. They'll include video lessons. They'll include spreads, um, just really providing ways to help you be, um, more intimate with those aspects of things and, um, burying the lead. Uh, I have a brand new fall 
tarot course um, with material that I have never offered before. I've never done this course before. In many ways, I have been um, pregnant with this course for years, probably my whole life, but definitely the last um, year and a half to two years, um, it's changed form, it's changed name, it's... it's um, shifted and, and morphed a lot over the last few years, but my new course is called Tarot for What Is, and it's an immersive online tarot course for um, presence, healing, and evolution, and is a very different format and um, really is designed to take people deeper into many different things. I am so fucking excited to share this course with you in an interest of keeping this under and around around five minutes, <laughs> just this intro about announcements and things. Um, you can find about, uh, tarot for what is it, uh, information syllabus and all that will probably be up tomorrow, uh, today actually on the first, but, uh, if it's not up by, uh, the first, it will be up by the second. So it will most likely by the time you hear this, you'll at least be aware of it and it should be up on the website soon. Um, there'll be scholarship applications and all kinds of different things re, um, in, involving that. I'm just delighted to share. Um, and another very quick thing is that if you happen to catch this episode um, on August 1st and uh, it's before 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> you can sign up for my newsletter. Um, there'll be lots of juicy things, spreads, all that stuff. Um, really lovely content to support you in August, for August, for this new month. So you can sign up for that at the link on my website or on my show notes. And that's it. And I feel like that's pretty good. Under six minutes for two months on break. <clears throat> Hopefully I didn't forget anything. Oh. Shifting into this upcoming month, um, the arrangement for August on an energetic level was very difficult for me to channel and put into words. Not certainly not because it's uh, quote unquote tough or negative. It's actually a breath of fresh. I would say really nice, um, shift shifts coming for the month of August, but hard to again, put into words. Um, the experience of June and July were so intense, so, um, laser focused around bringing us down to the bone of what needed to be paid attention to in our lives. What doesn't work? What works? Um, what are we avoiding? Where are we kind of uh, not asking for what we need because of a belief that we may have inherited? Where are we uh, denying support, if at all? You know, this is a time that these times that we're living in are unfolding as we speak. And so for a great many of us, we don't really have a very clear sense of what's happening right now. And that's really as it should be. 
Um, we're learning together. These are the frequencies that are happening right now and that are going to keep happening have never, ever, ever been on the planet before. No one else, nothing else, no time have these frequencies been on the planet. So there is a very humble sense of equal playing field between all of us. We're all in the same place right now of um, varying states of feeling and kind of not really knowing what the next step is in our lives, in our very different, various experiences of life. Um, we've been talking about for years, I certainly have in my work, in my practice on this podcast, I'm positive that I'm not alone in this, that in order to truly create the most aligned future for ourselves, we have to really be present. And I really believe that 2019 has been reframing our concept of presence. Usually we think about presence as something we touch upon in meditation, but then we leave it behind for our day. And this is, it's slowly changing. So I sort of wanted to start by really naming with, with great humility that there is a whole lot of the energetic spiral happening right now that I don't, I don't know about it yet. Nobody really does, you know, and, um, and yet I can name and absolutely know that just by knowing that we've never even experienced, seen, moved these frequencies through us before as human beings, as people on this planet can provide us with the opportunity to cultivate compassion and patience, not patience with life necessarily, because you don't, you don't have to be patient. <laughs> um, you can be impatient all day long. That's affirmed and allowed. Um, but to be compassionate with yourself, with the flow of life, um, it is normal part of the, um, collective experience for many, many, many of us for especially July was waiting waiting, not knowing, not being clear. And we're kind of going to go into a little bit about why that is. But um, these are new times that we're living in. Like, in a way, we, we are reemerging out of June and July into this kind of new world, this new experience of a different way of choosing. Obviously, new world doesn't mean like, all the problems in the world have gone away. Obviously, that is not the case and is certainly not the implication. But there is something happening where what is superfluous is getting kind of highlighted and zoomed in on what is not working, uh, the pieces, the layers of shrapnel that are kind of um, aiding us in some ways protecting us in ways that we don't need anymore. And the more clear we become about what doesn't serve, hangman, because we are in a hangman year, will kind of stop the whole party until we're aware enough of it to begin to make even a baby step in a new direction. So again, like it's hard to conceive of a way to verbalize this because we don't really have language for it yet but we're, we're getting there. We will. Um, and it's not anything to be scared of. It's, it's kind of great. Everybody's waking up. 
that's a kind of a hyperbolic uh, thing that, you know, we can toss in, toss out, but um, really everybody's waking up, you know? Um, So there's a lot of power and June, um, which was not, uh, Gemini season was particularly intense this year. Um, very activating for nervous systems of sensitive people generally. Um, but cancer season, uh, especially specifically July was really its own journey. And in a way we are, there are two, uh, the theme of August is transformation. That is our word. That is the key that is on going to help us to unlock the door and to begin to think about transformation outside of kind of the magical sense of transformation. Um, as in, it's not really kind of a Disney idea of transformation. It's not hard. It's not anything to dread, but it is also far more organic and raw than that. (laughs) And, uh, I, I say that not again, not to trigger anyone into feeling like, oh my God, this is going to be like a transformation through so much pain and discomfort. It totally isn't. And it doesn't have to be really what it is. And you may be uncomfortable. That might be a part of the experience, but really what it is, is we are transforming through presence There is a difference between the Disney idea where we're just kind of put asleep, we're transformed by something, some magic, then we kind of wake up and we're different. That is different than this. Transformation insofar as what August is bringing us, um, you know, the definition of transformation to transform, um, first of all, it's a verb and we need to start with that. We're taking action. It's not an impassive state. It's an active state. So we're looking at how can we be active in our transformation? It's an active doing, not an active thinking about or calling it in. It's really an active every day. How are we shifting, changing, committing to this? Um, And the definition of transformation is to change in composition or structure, to literally change from the bones out to change the outward form or the appearance of something, to change in character or condition. So we're really talking about change literally from the very core of us, the internal makeup of us to the external makeup of us. And how that's going to show up for us in August is very, very exciting. And in fact, the cards that came through for August are paint such a beautiful and potent journey for all of us around new beginnings, new cycles emerging. Um, The deal with the kind of transformation we're talking about specific to August is that June and July were about internal change, true change. The kind of change, change is the deal here. We don't get born to be promised comfort. Comfort is not really a part of the package here. Um, Nobody is promised comfort. So when we're talking about discomfort, we really want to begin to normalize that because that is really the way we grow and evolve. Um, We ideally don't want to be in fight flight. We don't want to be in a state of activation 
Um, not that it's a problem if we are, but it's, uh, ideally we want to call upon resourcing for that. But if we have a sense of discomfort of, of not knowing, that's not a problem. And in fact, we can lean into that a bit. But June and July basically pressed our eyeballs to the structures, beliefs, relationships, um, things in our life that were being kind of run by old programs. Why do we do the things we do? Why do we date the people we date? Why are the things still unfolding for us? Um, why am, are we getting triggered by this, by that? Um, there was a, like literally no space between our eyes and that and the, those things. So it, June and July really were kind of a swirl of overwhelm for many of us as we, and by the way, I am not excluding myself from that. That is all I did <laughs> in June and July was be confronted with like other things that triggered the shit out of me. So the whole point of it is to become aware so that we can change it, to bring compassion to the old ways that we used to do things. They worked. Now they don't anymore. We're at such a state of tipping with um, the root systems of how we live our lives, the kind of energy that we bring to spaces, to this planet, where it's such an important tipping point with the climate. We are, we're getting called out and out and out. Um, and in order to really be agents for change, we have to start from within as many people understand. So when we change internally, as all of us have, now that we are out of the eclipse portal and heading into August, in August, whether or not you feel different does not matter. Feelings do not always match the facts. You have shifted internally. There has been a sea change. There has been a difference made. There's something that's being cleared out or you've made it, been made aware of something or you may not know yet. But no matter what, there have been opportunities presented even little whispers in the ear if the last two months haven't been very uncomfortable for you. Um, when we change internally, which again is something we all share, having come out of the last few months, the external pieces of our lives then begin to change. We cannot have any external change before internal change. It won't hold. Um, and the last two months have been so frustrating for so many of us because we have been doing so much internal shifting, so much transformation work on the inside, but haven't really seen any proof of it. It's sort of felt like the same shit over and over and over again because we've been waiting to move it from internal to external. So all that's going to change. The transformation in the collective sense for August is the move from internal looking, internal changing to external um, attention. I want to say manifestation, but um, again, not in that sort of um, uh, traditional sense, literally moving that into external proof. Evidence is really the word that I was looking for. Um, however, However, we have free will here. We have free will. Nothing is going to make you do anything. So we have to choose. We have to choose. August is 
um, there are two branches on this transformation tree for us this month. There is re-entry and then there's metamorphosis. And we'll talk about both in a moment. But the bone crushing intensity of this eclipse portal has provided us with the opportunity to massively accelerate on the external playing field. We have the ability in August to go further, take things further than we've ever gone before. And some of us might feel really scared about that. You may be feeling some sense of wanting to back up, like the brain being particularly loud. And because things have been so uncomfortable, it's kind of hard to even determine like the brain is freaking out about this or that because it's kind of freaking out about any everything. Um, part of why I brought up compassion earlier in the episode is because when we really don't know what's going on in the external world, when we're in energies that we've never been in before, the brain thinks that we'll think that we're dying. The brain will think that life is ending and, you know, it isn't. We're very much alive in this moment right now because this moment is all we have. So we have to be compassionate. We literally, some of us have to say to our brains, like, it's just change, brain. This, these are new, strong evolutionary times. It's very intense, but there isn't anything wrong necessarily. It's not to say that there isn't anything wrong in the world right now, but in this moment, there's nothing wrong with your feelings. There's nothing wrong with those experiences of things being very overwhelming or charged, but we want to learn how to talk to ourselves differently around that. And that plays a big part in this essence of choice. We are going to be provided with clear cut opportunities to see what doesn't work and just make changes, have them be very easy. If it's time to break up with someone, it'll be a time to complete that and you will not have to repeat it. You won't have to repeat the cycle. You won't have to repeat the lesson. If you want to use the word karma, uh, if that resonates with you, um, that sense of repeated lessons that we might learn through someone or through, you know, whatever, ha what have you, um, we will not have to do that again. If we see it and act in a space of aligned free will, if we are at a job that does not serve us, there will be another job for us. There is a way to quit that job and not have to repeat that again. If we are playing the victim, feeling like this person keeps doing this to me, that person keeps doing this to me, we can change it. If you keep getting yourself triggered by someone or something, um, is there a way that you are bringing your energy to that repeated trigger? Can you change it? Can you enact boundaries? Can you say to yourself, is this person triggering me because they're being triggering or because they're just living their lives and where I am right now, it feels triggering. So there is this self-responsibility that we're being asked to reclaim right now as a means to provide us with the opening to an external transformation. If we are available to marry this sense of understanding the things that have really been kind of shaken, awaken us, um, all of the root changes, all of the activations, all of the realizations that we've kind of been going through this summer so far, if we can acknowledge them and continue to, you know, keep an eye on them and see how our choices either perpetuate them or bring an end to them and that the brain may not like ending them 
because if it doesn't have its candy or its blanket or its toy, it usually kicks up a lot of dust. If we can be in that space, the doors in our lives that connect those internal shifts to external evidence will keep opening and opening and opening and opening. It's just keys unlocking door after door after door. Um, really evaluating everything this month, what works, what doesn't work. Um, we are, the time is gone to hold on to things because you think you should, because you don't think anything better will come along. Time is gone for it. Who taught you that? Where does that belief come from? Does that maybe true for everyone else? It doesn't necessarily mean it's true for you. So really thinking about that. Is it the truth? You know, um, there is an upgrade happening, really just very strong. And, you know, I feel a bit like I'm nutty professoring this, uh, <laughs> like absent-minded professor, uh, energy here. Cause there's just so much to say about it. We've, I, I feel like I've said almost nothing about June and July. I feel like there's some of the most transformative paradigm portals that we've ever walked through as an earth together. Um, the idea that, um, the new moon in Leo, which is sort of was yesterday, um, we are most certainly still feeling on the first year, um, that is sealing the cave that the eclipse portal was really, we kind of walked into this cave, um, in June and went into the water of the cave, like into the deepest part of the cave for all of Eclipse Portal in July and really stayed there until everything that we needed to see, everything that needed to get a little more loosened, everything that needed to change could change. Um, and now we're out. And now that kind of uh, really potent uh, new moon in Leo has kind of sealed that. We're sort of turning around and reentering into life. And, um, it is not an accident too, that Mercury goes direct today. Things will start moving. August is really powerful, but, um, gone are the times where I could tell you, uh, oh, the energy is going to lift you and move you. This is a, this is a co-creation. This is about not staying asleep, being very aware of where we are being invited to bring our energy forward where we're being invited to reclaim it. Um, I mentioned before that there were kind of two branches on the transformation tree for us uh, this month, which is sort of re-entry and metamorphosis. Um, and I want to start with this idea of re-entry because I think it's really important. You know, I just likened the eclipse portal kind of to a cave with water. And I want us to really start thinking about the last month, especially July, as being like we were out in space in um, a shuttle or a limb or kind of um, as an LM lunar module, uh, really out in this kind of um, protected sense of being held almost like we were on a space, space mission, an Apollo mission or a Gemini mission. Um, and re-entry is when we re-enter the earth's atmosphere and kind of splash down and rejoin 
the planet. We have to think about, I believe that it would be helpful to think about July as a kind of a connection, a leaving of the life that we thought we were living in maybe very subtle ways and in maybe overt ways for some of us, because I know a lot of people experience some great loss and change, enormous change over July. Um, it was like lifting off and going into space. We, we truly were in the void. Many of us were not getting answers. I know that um, I connected with many of my dear friends who are extreme, beautiful, clear intuitives who would tell me I'm... I have no idea what's going on. I'm sitting here or I'm, you know, not feeling well or nothing is happening. I'm not sure what to do or I'm going through this or that. And that's sort of an example of us being in that protected um, container in space. That's really what we were doing. Reentry is really important. There's an adjustment period for astronauts who reenter back to Earth, especially if they've been out in space for a month. That's a long time. There's usually a quarantine period. There's time to relearn how to kind of walk if we've been floating for a really long time, especially if the mission is very long. So we want to be very respectful of our reentry process. Everyone is different. And this new moon in Leo is a kind of a streaking across the sky. Um, in this body, this body really is the container that we've been in space traveling around in. And the reentry is really where we start to come back to this world as renewed people. And again, it doesn't matter if you don't feel different. Like it matters. I won't, I was, I hope that everyone feels a little shifting or something happening today, even though this new moon is quite intense. So it might be that like all you're feeling today is intensity. And if so, that's okay. I feel intense too, but, um, we want to respect the reentry process, treating everything with great reverence, great care, going at our pace, really taking our time to re-enter the atmosphere. Um, and from there, we really get to look around and say, well, now that I've been literally off the planet and back on it again, is there anything that doesn't work? Has my perspective changed? You know, when you're in space, your cells literally change. So you're changed whether we recognize or feel it or not. We have been altered so now it's about where, where are we plugging that into? What is in front of us that doesn't fit with who we were, with who we are now, but maybe fit who we were a month ago? Are there friendships, relationships, jobs, even tasks? Like for me, I can tell you that um, a great many of uh, the things that have been called into me is... Um, how I use my energy around tasks. Um, there've been a lot of bigger things, but that's big for me in certain areas because sometimes those tasks can really rob me of, um, my peace depending on what they are. So making changes there has been incredible and also 
helpful to the people who are now taking on the tasks that bring them joy, but I don't particularly like. So we're really just being with what is and actually creating more alignment. So in this reentry process, that kind of fits into this transformational mold. As we reenter, we continue the process of examining where we've internally changed, where that's externalizing itself, and how we can create more alignment by spreading out what it is that doesn't serve us and helping others do maybe, or and calling in others to maybe do or take or receive that that is not in highest and best for us to engage with. So it's just things to think about. Um, and metamorphosis is just a really important word to tuck into our hearts because the state of being, the metamorphosis that we've all been undergoing um, is really peaking and brightening in August. So the metamorphosis of August is essentially shifting us from less mature beings to more mature beings. There's no, um, that's, that's really the process to, to like, so simplify it to kind of evolve into a more adult self. And that's really what we're doing. We're evolving into more adult selves rather than letting ourselves be swung around or, um, really working through life with our child self driving the car and the child self might get very angry at things. It might not be able to see clearly. There might not be an awareness. And, you know, the one thing that I do know about July is that, whoa, baby, has July provided the opportunity for us to see things that maybe we were never able to see before with different eyes, thus providing us with the ability to change it. We're not uncovering all this stuff just to hold it. We're uncovering it to compost some of it, to clear some of it, to utilize some of it, to replant it in a different way, to nurture it back to health with different soil. Um, this is not about a tossing away. It's really a reframing, and that's part of the metamorphosis of this time. So we are re-entering into this new world. This is um, eclipse season ending is the re-entry. You know, the new moon marks that tearing across the sky and landing in the ocean and um, moving from the vastness of space to the groundedness and the rootedness and the gravity of Earth. And now we get to do something about that. We get to take that and mold it and put it into a different way of living. If you've been waiting for something to happen, really, um, it may not, quote unquote, drop into your lap this month because it's life, you know, and like, there's no way to know that or to anticipate that things come at the time they're meant to, but really, really holding a space for this sense of transformation. This is an action and re-entry is the dovetail to the metamorphosis, to the transformation that we are undergoing, moving from internal to external. So really, Everyone's prescription, so to speak, this month will be really different from the next person's because we're all on, like, there's some people who just felt like July was a little weird. And there are some of us who thought we literally might not make it. Like, I'm one of them. I just thought, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. I'm not sure where, you know, and it, it depends on what we're bringing to the planet. Everybody brings something crucial and special. Um, and the more important the clearing out 
is for the destiny of the person probably the more intense. Um, some people are kind of on track and some people felt like they were on track and really needed to be placed on track a little bit differently with things that we might not normally look at. July especially was really a time to get clear on the stuff that was to basically clear out all the distractions so that what we kind of weren't facing, the things that we needed to get really crystal clear on could come forward. And for some of us, they were very, very minute, but blown up were a very big deal. So all that to say, very powerful month that we're leaving behind, very potent month that we're going into. And that sort of um, leads me to the collective tarot reading for the month of August. So our card of the month this month for the month of August is Eight of Cups. Mm. So this is our centerpiece. And I rather love Eight of Cups because Eight of Cups has been relegated to this very old paradigm that it has to do with a breakup. And if you've ever experienced it, around a breakup, then you most likely have kind of a cellular memory of that and maybe associate that with clearing out of things. But I would love to bring an invitation to evolve this because um, ideally with the tarot, if it we want the card meanings that we utilize to um, include everybody, everybody. So the breakup meaning for this card is not quite it because, um, not everybody dates, not everybody engages in romantic attraction. Um, that's a very, very specific thing to be in a relationship and break up. So we really want to expand our understanding to that of a more evolutionary medicinal perspective, a larger turning of the wheel. Eight of Cups being the card for August is quite significant. The first thing is that it's an eight. We have two eight cards in this reading for the month. We're also going into Lion's Gate Portal, which is a very beautiful big deal. Um, that is double eight. Um, we're working in the eighth month of the year. There's a lot of the the number eight represents transformation. It's an evolving into one state of being into another. That is literally when I teach the tarot, that is my term and my statement for eight cards. Um, when cards are, you know, eight of cups, eight of swords, etc., the strength card or justice, depending on what you work with, it really is a transformation from one state of being to another. So when we consider eight of cups, what we're basically doing in this card is that we're pulling out all of our cups, all of the things that we have deep emotional attachment to. Our work, our job, our business, our lovers, our family members, our things, where we live, really everything in life is a cup. Like the painting that I'm looking at as I record this monthly medicine is a cup for me. So this isn't attachment like unhealthy attachment. This is just what we cherish. This is what we love. Um, but what we love because we love it can sometimes blind us to the efficacy of what that thing brings into our life. So if we have a relationship and just putting it next to this breakup perspective, but if we do in fact have a relationship that is beautiful and wonderful, but simply not 
aligning with us anymore. Eight of Cups will help us to transition gently, compassionately, respectfully out of that form of relationship. And it might mean that we do not break up. It might mean that we move into a space where we're more in love than we've ever been, but something needed to change. Maybe we needed to hire a sitter if we have children and life is really hard. Maybe um, just changing schedules, date nights, moving, prioritizing a vacation, whatever. If we're in relationships, we know our partners, friends too. Eight of Cups is not always about leaving friends. Sometimes it's about drawing in the friends that we loved more closely to us. Um, and for some of us, it will be about acknowledging that some people are not meant to come with us anymore. Um, and we're going to do the same thing with pretty much everything in life. Um, just because we love it and just because we've loved it and just because we've worked on it and been passionate about it doesn't mean that it still works for us now. It does not mean that it still works for us. And it's very, very important. It doesn't mean there doesn't, it does not mean that there is anything wrong with that thing that we're examining wondering, you know, is this meant to come with us or am I meant to be a little freer in my life right now? It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. If you decide, you know, wow, I've got to move from the city to the country. I feel that call and the door is opening. It doesn't necessarily mean that you hate the city or hated where you were living. It means that there's a call to something that can support you in where you're going. And that is the transformation in the eight. So often in this life, we settle because we think, well, I've worked so hard, like I've cultivated this thing. I don't want to lose my contacts. I shouldn't give this thing up. And we cling on to shit because we're afraid that if we let go of it, nothing will come. We'll regret it. That's the deepest fear. The transformation in Eight of Cups occurs when we can make wise choices around what is in our highest and best here. Is it in our highest and best to cling on to this thing? Or is it in our highest and best to make room? Is it in our highest and best to shift our energetic field from what is kind of dragging on us, wasting our energy, not really giving back to us in the way that we're giving to it? Um, do we just simply not want to do it anymore? It's a very specific clearing and releasing process because it's not always about the clearing and releasing of the actual thing. Sometimes it can be that we love our business. We cherish our business. We just don't want to do business like we've been doing it, or we don't want the stress that comes with a storefront or whatever. And sometimes it can mean that we just don't want as many things as we have. So this is going to be spread out through the whole month. Choosing to examine all of your cups really fearlessly, really courageously with a fierce heart, a fierce, courageous heart, just like strength would want us to have strength ruled by Leo. We want to call upon that strength guard energy to look at everything in our lives that we pour into. Cup is an open vessel. What do we pour our energy into? What are we linking our energy to? Are there holes in those cups now? It doesn't mean that there isn't going to be a grieving process. This isn't like, see ya. There is a grief process to this, a thanking, a, a respect, a gratitude, being paid to thank you for getting me here. Thank you for teaching me all that you have. And I 
do recognize that now I'm meant to break out of this egg and go a little further without the shell. Um, just thinking about that. And for some of us, we'll, we'll catch a couple cups that have holes in them and we'll think, well, I can solder that. You know, I can patch that. I know that I can. Um, that's important to me. And sometimes that's eight of cups work too. So very strong correlation here in terms of transformation, actionable, awake, eyes open, free will choice. Eight of cups is not the tower. The tower is an experience of something getting cleared out that we would not do ourselves. It's a big shaking, a big waking up. Eight of Cups isn't like that. Eight of Cups asks us to really pay attention and kind of make the choice. Like we, we, were, we will be free in Eight of Cups to go one way or the other. You're not going to get any kind of crushing um, directional um, movement in, in terms of going left or right. It's really about looking and really determining what is meant to come with me. What fills me up as much as I fill up with my energy? Really thinking about that. What we're being invited to pay attention to is five of pentacles. So again, I'm going to take the opportunity to reframe this card. Five of pentacles does not mean that you don't have money. It doesn't mean that you're poor. It doesn't mean that you're going to be walking the streets on a snowy night. Any five that we work with is usually a contraction, a tightening of the viewpoint. So ideally, when we're working in other numbers of the tarot, we're exploring what it is to really see full periphery 2020 view of what's going on. We might be contracted, but we can kind of see. So if what we're being invited to pay attention to is the five of cups, our attention is being drawn to the story that we may have about what if I let go of this thing in the eight of cups and then I have nothing? What if there's a gap between my release of something and the birth of a new thing? Will I not have enough, you know, and sometimes it can go to resources. Will I have enough money? Um, you know, will people uh, engage with this new idea? Will, you know, it can really invite us into a lot of tightness, which can draw us into some desperation. So we want to pay attention to that because five of cups is actually not taking the temperature of this time. They're actually, that is not the case for us. It is not the case that if we really get a, a deep aligned understanding, like this thing is kind of not meant to carry, to come with me anymore. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to trust it. An example is if I had an understanding that I did not want to go by wild soul healing anymore on my Instagram, that would be an example of an eight of cups decision because I love wild soul healing. Because when I think about it, I think about conceiving that name after my breakdown in 2014, um, starting the Instagram that I did, which kicked off my business, this sweet affirmation that means the world to me, wild soul healing does. And I've thought many times over the last few years, um, that I don't know if it's meant to come with me on the whole journey, that my work has changed so much since I started it, that it might not actually be what I'm doing anymore. Um, and so if I were to shift the name of my brand in that way, that would be an enormous eight of cups thing. And I can tell you this, five of pentacles would come up for me around that. There, it would be inevitable. Even though I could 
stand in trust, stand in, you know, really trying to be in trust about my decision, I absolutely know that there would be a lot of fear around what if I lose followers? What if people don't know who I am anymore? What if my business fails? Whatever, because I changed my name. That's what it means to kind of pay attention to five of pentacles because we don't want to let that drive the car. Um, if we really get a yes to, again, changing the name of our Instagram, it's such a stupid example, but it serves, I think, pretty well. If that is what we get called to do, contraction will inevitably arise. Five of pentacles will arise. Will we be okay on an earthly way? That's five of pentacles. What I need isn't going to come in. What I... I might make a decision that might lead to me not being able to have the resources that I need and want so badly on this earthly plane to be comfortable and full and held. That's five of pentacles. And the antidote to that usually is to be really, really, really present in our lives. So if I were to change the name on my Instagram, I would probably not check my Instagram for a couple of weeks and let the posts move automatically through Instagram, which is usually what I do anyway. Um, and simply create a scenario where I'm not as engaged with the up and ups and downs of that transition because there will inevitably be a transition. If you decide to clear something out, there will be a transition for you. That just simply is. It is the way that it is. So it's very important to begin to cultivate this idea. You know, can we pay attention to the fears and the stories that we have around change? How can we tend them? And what's happening underneath that is six of pentacles, which is quite beautiful. Um, what's happening as a result of the eight of cups clearing and reorganizing um, the transformation that comes from that kind of uh, ev um, evaluation is not five of pentacles, but is actually six. So the brain might say, as a result of this transformation, I'm not going to have what I need and I'll lose my ability to take care of myself. That's the primal response to change. What's actually happening is that by honoring the eight of pentacles, yes and no, there is a very natural balancing, which is exactly what six of pentacles is. Six of pentacles is a balancing of earthly resources. It actually means that if we've been doing a lot in eight of cups, that's been dragging us and kind of like costing us money by making that change, we actually open ourselves up to make more. By changing the name of our Instagram, we actually might get more followers, imagine, you know, or we might not. And that might be important too. So really looking at where is balance being struck? That's actually what's happening through Eight of Cups, um, is that when we choose to make room for the possibility of something better, we balance, we create more alignment. If it's an internal alignment, it will transition out and externalize, and it will wind up creating a different reality for us. It's a very powerful cycle that we're in. The lesson, what we're learning this month is the world. Whatever you've been experiencing, researching in your life, um, whatever cycles, whatever lessons you've been through, um, you are now available to make those changes. You are now available to shift them 
to work in a new one. With the world, we complete a cycle and we begin again. We go to the fool. We start something new. Like This is truly the end of something that we just don't ever, ever have to go back and repeat again. The world is so amazing and it's different than any other transitional card of change and transformation because it never repeats. You know, we may be in the world again, but it will never come back around the same thing. We never have to go back. So we're learning about how to welcome that in. We're learning how to trust that, to see it, to actually live in alignment with it. What we're clearing blessedly Three of swords and the moon. What we're clearing, first of all, with the moon is not understanding, not knowing. We've really been in this time of like not knowing what the hell is going on. Um, and that's leaving. Light is dawning. We're starting to be able to see again. Um, the other thing we're clearing is three of swords. We've been doing a lot of work on triggering. A lot of work. <laughs> um, many of us have experienced just being like triggered daily, you know, sometimes multiple times a day, um, prioritizing the heart before anything else, you know, um, three of swords is a very powerful card of heart healing. And, um, it's not to say that we're not going to be drawing attention and healing to the heart in August and beyond, but it really is, um, something that we are moving out of as a dedicated study. And what we're stepping into is eight of wands, movement, rapid movement, the external meeting up with the internal, everything connecting, braiding together, moving fast. I know for myself, like two weeks ago, I mean, I was hearing from spirit, like course, it's going to come through when it comes through, it's going to be really, really fast. And I was sort of like, we'll see, like you've heard this before. Now we're, my team and I are joyfully losing our minds, <laughs> not losing our minds. Like, um, it's a problem. It's just a lot very, very quickly. So, um, while I've been sort of preparing for this course for like years and the material is there, it's, it's hard to create courses. It takes a huge amount of labor on behalf of me and my team. So that's an eight of wands thing. It's like, it, okay, we're doing a course. Oh my God, we're moving. Like that's the externalization of this time. Very, very potent. That's what we're stepping into. That's what's coming. So all of this is leading somewhere. It's leading to a kind of a movement that is based in external. So we have a better understanding of what the hell's going on. We're trying new things this month. We're shifting, we're transforming as people. And there's going to be a lot of really beautiful moments where we get to kind of turn around and say, wow, I feel different than I did a year ago, a month ago. Um, I mentioned on my Instagram, you know, I feel in the most unromantic of ways, like a really different person now, um, as a result of moving through these last two months, especially this last year, like from December, literally a different person. And then from there, a different person. Um, so it's been a lot of rapid change for a while. Um, it's a very, uh, characteristically August often holds this. Um, it's a very transformative month and there's a lot of real power to it. Um, 
On August 8th, we have the Lionsgate portal. Um, I think there are some people who really connect with the Lionsgate portal. I'm just not one of them. I understand what it is, but I don't have downloads for you necessarily. Um, it is a very a lovely uh, time when the earth and the sun align with Sirius, which is our brightest star in the sky and a star that rises in the summer. Um, and it happens on the 8th. So we're looking at 8-8. Eight, eight. We're looking at infinity, transformation, new opportunities to shift um, and illumination. One of the more important astrological transits or events this month is Jupiter going direct after being retrograde since April 10th. Holy smokes. I mean, that's one of the reasons why everything's going to start moving. I felt it. April 10th is my birthday, so I do remember. But I will say that I felt um, like a car engine turning off when Jupiter went retrograde. Um not that planets go retrograde, but you know what I mean, um, upon uh, the Jupiter retrograde transit that just happened that we've been in since April, um, and have really felt that it was creating a lot more of this sense of stalling than maybe anything else. So we're really, I think, going to feel a difference in that on August 11th. Um, we have a full moon in Aquarius, the sun enters Virgo on August 23rd, the full moon is on August 15th. And on August 30th slash 31st, we have a new moon in Virgo. So some really powerful cards of uh, structure, of work, of tending, of humanitarian service. There's a lot of beauty happening in this month. Um, but getting back into the flow of it is, is pretty major. Um, so be gentle with yourselves on that reentry and really trust that whether or not you're quote unquote getting what you want or you have evidence that everything is going to go the way you want it to go, we're out of that time. It's not necessarily about what we want or what we prefer or the lineup of the story. It's really what we're being asked to learn and understand and explore rather than what we are uh, hoping for because of some old stories or beliefs, the old stories, the old beliefs, the old paradigms, the old ways of proving ourselves, all that shit. That's what's getting tossed out. We want to do that because then we'll actually be freed up to come closer to what makes us feel really whole, really nourished. So it's a huge paradigm shift this month and a wildly beautiful opportunity to transform. I'm so happy to be back with you. I hope that this monthly medicine serves you throughout the month. And I hope that you take, as always, very, very good care of yourselves. Um, I'll be back with you next week for a Q&A mini-sode. It's going to be lovely. And until then, be well. Have a beautiful, beautiful new moon in Leo. And uh, I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Tarot for the Wild Soul. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger, and it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit wildsoulpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit lindsaymack.com. 
To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.